Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, I want to preach a message this morning titled, excuse me, it's time to get changed. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to get changed. Turn to the person who just said that to you and say, what's wrong with what I'm wearing? You know, you can tell a lot about a person by what they wear. You can tell, uh, you know, maybe they're a, a more laid back, casual person. Maybe they're, you know, a, a bit of a smarter uh, dresser. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's more creative types. You'll see some very uh, bright colors and, uh, you know, certain shirts or jumpers or whatever, you know, maybe more conservative. You see, you know, you can tell a lot about a person. Maybe you can just tell simply what they do for a job, a profession. Maybe what they support is a sports team or an organization or a little slogan. Who, who loves those T-shirts that have little slogans on them? Quite, normally, they're sort of pretty cheesy sort of slogans. Um, but, you know, you can tell a lot about a person. You know, but sometimes you just find that, that you know, someone's wearing something that just doesn't seem to fit, doesn't seem to match with who they are. You know, uh, maybe it's a certain occasion that, that you think it's unusual for them to be wearing what they're wearing for that occasion. Who's, who's ever seen those things on, on, uh, on, on maybe you looked it up on, on, online and you've seen like just these bizarre, peculiar sort of wedding outfits. Like someone who just thought in their mind, this is going to be awesome to do like a themed wedding. Who, who's ever seen something like that? Uh, like a medieval theme or like a superheroes theme. Like I get it. Like sometimes people want to do like a dress up party for like a birthday. I get it. But like there's certain occasions that in my opinion, just like you just don't go there with like a themed wedding. Like I saw a picture as I was looking online of a wedding dress that was like a, like a, like a Hot Wheels, like flames of fire. I thought like, what, is, what are you trying to say to your, your husband here? Like this is just like, this is what you're about to marry. Like look out, this is, you know, don't get too tough, don't get close, you're going to get burnt, right? You know, like, like. I saw another one where it was like literally like those balloon animals, like the balloons that you make for balloon, made a wedding dress out of balloon animals. Like, so there's certain things that we would understand that just doesn't seem to match. Like you, you're meant to wear a certain attire for certain events, like, or in certain places, right? You, you, you rock up to a, a real ritzy restaurant and, uh, and you're just wearing like your board shorts and your flip-flops like that. Like it just doesn't match. You know, I do have a story in my own life where supposedly I didn't love school that much. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's true, but my mum would tell me that, that at times I just didn't want to go to school. For, for those that don't know, I was born and, and uh, for the first part of my life lived in Mount Gambia, which is a little town on the, on the border of South Australia and, uh, and Victoria. And, um, and I went to a primary school. It was St. Martin's Lutheran School. Right, so already you're getting a picture like of, of the place that I was, and you can understand like okay, so there was the uniform, there was like certain things that that I had to do, and I I clearly wasn't loving it. So on this one occasion, I just said to my mum, "I'm not going to school," and she said, "Look, you got ten minutes 
And like most parents would say, you know, the usual statement comes out of, out of your mouth, it's time to get changed. You got 10 minutes before we leave, leaving, go get changed. And I was like, I'm not getting changed, mum. I'm going to stay right with what I'm wearing. And, uh, and my mum was like, well, you look lovely in your pajamas, but you know what? If you're going to just stay in your pajamas, then I'm taking you to school in your pajamas. And I'm like, she's not going to do that. But parents in the place, you would know, yeah, heck yeah, I'm going to do that. And so uh, I, I'm just like, I'm not doing it. I'm holding my ground, mum. I'm not going to school. I'm staying in my pajamas. And uh, sure enough, 10 minutes passed. I hadn't budged. And my mum budged me and put me in the car and said, well, you're going to go to school with what you're wearing, which is your pajamas. We rock up to school. She says, just wait in the car. She goes in. She does have a little bit of like the mercy, gift, compassion in her heart. She says, goes to the teacher, goes to the classroom and says, look, Mark is not wanting to go to school today. And uh, we had one of those sort of like standoff situations, like who's going to budge first? You know, when you like one of those chicken situations. And, uh, and I've won, of course. And he's come to school, but he's wearing his pajamas. So he's going to come into the class. Please don't laugh at him. Please ignore him. Like, and he's just going to, this is what it's going to be. He'll learn. Well, in the meantime, I was a little smarter than that because mum had brought my clothes in the car. And when she came back to the car, I have quickly put on my gear and I'm like, gotcha, mum. And I rocked up to class like nothing had happened. But all the class laughed at me because I had like everything inside out, like my shoes going the other way, like I had like the whole clown outfit going on. But who knows, you just sometimes need to wear something that's appropriate for the occasion. And I feel this morning that God is saying that, that, that He's bringing people into a new season. In fact, I believe that we are stepping into a new season as a church. And Pastor Matt has already started to share about the exciting news last week, shared about the fact that we have got some land for our Casey campus, which is exciting. He's going to be sharing more about that and other things that uh, are going to be uh, really about what is the next season, what is the legacy that we're going to step into and we're going to leave for the next generation. And so that's coming up in the next few weeks. So, so just uh, you'll keep hearing about that. But I believe that, that God is calling us to come into a new season. But who knows that sometimes when you go into a new place, a place that's special, a place that's significant, God is saying it's time to change your clothes. It's time to, to change what you're wearing because what you were wearing might have been okay for where you were or where you are, but I'm wanting to take you into a new season. I'm wanting to take you into a new place, and it's time for a wardrobe upgrade. Who likes the idea of a wardrobe upgrade? I love, I mean, look, Melbourne is like the shopping capital of the world. You just like, you just, there is shops everywhere. And, uh, and I've got, you know, Lots of things that I've been able to purchase since we've moved to Melbourne, particularly lots of extra jumpers and jackets. Yeah, the thing is, you need to have layers, right? So uh, I met up with someone who was just uh, first time visiting and coming uh, down from, from uh, the warmer states. I said, just layers, man. The sun is shining, but don't be fooled because you're going to get caught. You're going to get stranded. But the thing about me is that I, I tend to buy these new things, but I tend to hoard the old things because I'm thinking like at some point, like flared jeans are going to come back into fashion, right? Like those like paisley shirts. How good are paisley shirts? Surely we all need to have just filed in the back of the wardrobe. Ray's like smiling because he's got his whole wardrobe's paisley shirts. And that's okay. I love paisley shirts. 
Like those old jumpers that look like Christmas jumpers, I'm the sort of guy that just loves to embrace them. They're like, they're all season jumpers. Like, just go with it. You know, but every now and then, my wife would say, time to just clear out the old stuff. Like, like literally, I just washed everything and I can't fit it in your wardrobe anymore. And, and, and I say, yeah, I'll get to it at some point. And so then I just put them in a bag and sort of file them somewhere, hoping that they won't get thrown out. And that soon enough, that Hawaiian shirt's coming back, baby. But the truth is that it's the same with God, that God is saying sometimes what you used to wear or what you're wearing not, right now is outdated. Because he's saying it's time to come into a new season. It's, it's time to come into a, a place that's a new place and you can't wear old clothes stepping into a new place. And this is an important thing for us to understand, church. Because this idea of what we are wearing, there are spiritual clothes, and I want to speak about that. In fact, I'm going to make reference to a whole bunch of scriptures that talk about the spiritual clothes that, 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 that we can wear. And it's an important lesson for us to learn because there is actually a tension. There's a dilemma, a dilemma that, that really comes and faces all of us. Because the truth is, in a simplistic view of Christianity, we think everything's going to be smooth. We come to God. And because of the grace of God, we are saved as we put faith in Jesus Christ, His finishing work on the cross. And the truth is there is nothing more, there is nothing less than we can do to be in right standing before God. So we're in the right place before God. But who knows that there still needs an ongoing process for, for us to change what we're wearing even though we're standing in the right place. And that is the difference between justification and sanctification if we're using biblical terms. And this morning, I want us to look at this idea because I believe that if we understand it, God is going to teach us what He's wanting to do in our lives in this season and the seasons to come. Can I get an amen this morning? So the Apostle Paul, he's writing. He's writing to the Corinthian church. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he says, But we all... With unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Everyone say, being transformed. Into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And he writes again to the Roman church, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. Everyone say, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. Give me a wave if you heard those scriptures before. There's scriptures that if you've been in church for, for any amount of time, you would have heard before. But, but as I started to study these words, this, this idea of, of being transformed, I thought, God, is this meaning that we're being changed? What, what do you mean by this? And as I looked, as I studied, the, the Greek word for transformed comes from two root words. The first one being meta, meaning changed afterward. And the second one being morphu which means to form, 
to fashion, to shape, or to mold. Put together, it means taking on the form that properly embodies a particular inner essence. Now, that might have gone over a few people's heads, and I had to read it a few times myself, but it's taking on a form after birth that takes on and, 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 and starts to embrace the true inner essence. Isn't that what we're doing when we are walking out uh, this life of, of our salvation? The Bible tells us to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. So, so we are justified. We're in the right place. But we start to take these steps to understand what does it actually mean to live out this Christian life. You know, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, right? The troubles come. We're like, God, why, why isn't it all just easy? We still battle with thoughts, our old self, our temptations, our fears, our insecurities, all these things. We continue to battle them. And, and, and I think that we need to have a revelation of what God wants us to do when we face these times. Because this word gives us the English word, many of you guys would have already worked it out, metamorphosis. And what God wants to do in our life is just like we see in nature and we understand that the caterpillar turns into the, the butterfly. It is a process of metamorphosis. So this word transformed means to metamorphosize and God has a process of metamorphosis for you and I. So after birth, it's us becoming really who God has called us to be. The, the uh, definition of metamorphosis uh, is simply this, the biological process by which an animal physically develops after birth involving a change in the animal's body structure through cell growth and differentiation, often accompanied by a change of nutrition source, habits, and behavior. So are you getting this? So we are who we are, but we're, but we're trying to be something different. But God is saying, hey, what you're trying to be is simply who you're meant to be in the first place. And so we are going on a process called metamorphosis, which we see in nature, so that we get a picture in our minds what God does in nature. He wants to do in us. You might not feel like you're a beautiful butterfly. You might not feel like what's happening around you in your life right now is all accomplished and amazing and wonderful. You might feel like you're more like the caterpillar. You might even feel like you're in a stage of, of just being in the cocoon, sheltered and nothing's happening. But you've got to understand that this is the process, this is the stages that God wants to take us on because He wants to metamorphosize us. He wants to change us. He wants to transform us from glory to glory to glory to glory, day by day, step by step, so that we are more like Him. And in that way, we understand we are becoming more like us, who we were called to be as we take on a new life in Christ. See, what do we need to do for us to, to take these steps? Well, we'll put simply, the Bible speaks about it quite a lot. And, and really, two points that we need to do. First thing that we need to do is we need to take off the old self. Turn to someone and say, take off the old self. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, again, the Apostle Paul is writing to, to another church in Ephesus. He says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord 
that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts, having lost all sensitivity. They have given themselves over to sensuality so that as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you've learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regards to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. See, we, we understand the Apostle Paul is speaking to a, to a people, a, a, a church newly formed. And they're battling with, with who they are in Christ, this new way, living justified, but understanding that, that there's a process. And he's saying to them, don't act like the Gentiles. Like, don't act like those heathen. Don't act like those people that, that take on all these other things. It's an old way. That's the old person. Start to act in accordance with the truth of who you are in Christ. It's sort of like, you know, when we're telling people, maybe it might be you're telling your kids off and you're saying, stop acting like animals. Stop acting like, you know, something different than who you are. I mean, that makes sense. But the Apostle Paul is not telling a Jewish people to stop acting like the Gentiles, he's telling a Gentile people to stop acting like the Gentiles. Do you understand that? What he's saying is there's a new standard that supersedes your nationality, your culture, society might tell you. There is something that you might come into church and you are, you are invaded in your mind and in your life with everyone else's thoughts and opinions of how to do life. The media will tell you to, to have a certain attitude, a certain opinion about things in the world, a certain tolerance about how to do something, maybe, a, maybe an intolerance to certain things. Maybe it's a, hey, this is normal behavior, and so we start to take it on. We see things. We try and, 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 and maybe live the way that God is calling us, but we're taking on these things from the world. But, but right here, Paul is saying to the church and God is saying to us today, for us to embrace this new life, we have to put off, shake off, throw off those things from the old self and embrace a new life. I want to go on. Romans chapter 13, verse 12, it says... The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and in drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension or jealousy. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a cool thought, isn't it? I'm like putting on Jesus today. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Galatians 5.16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Where we're, we're taken on, we're walking by the Spirit. 1 Peter 2 verse 1. Therefore put aside, throw off, cast off all malice and all deceit, 
and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Ephesians 4.25, therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of the one body. And it goes on in verse 31, get rid. Do you understand? These are these words. Get rid, throw it off, put it off. All bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. But instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So there's this idea of us putting off the old self. If we're going to embrace something new, we first have to put off. God doesn't ask us to put on something just like, you know, maybe in Melbourne, whether we're putting on layers, we end up putting on so many layers. We're like the, the, you know, the Michelin man where it's just like, you know, these days we've got like multiple puffer jackets. We've just taken on all this stuff and we're walking around like this. God is saying before you start taking on what I've got for you, you have to first put off the old. The second point is we need to put on the new self. Firstly, we're taking off the old. Second, we're putting on the new. Isaiah 61, verse 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation, and he has covered me with the robes of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself in ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Galatians 3, 20, 27, it says, For all of you who are baptized into Christ have closed yourself with Christ. Colossians 3, verse 12, Put on then as, God, as, cho- as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Are we starting to see the picture today? God's uh, heavenly clothing shop is open to us and he's saying come and take what you want it's it's open for business but you know we can't just keep on hanging out with the old clothes he offers us so much get rid of the old and embrace the new psalm 30 verse 11 you have turned my mourning into joyful dancing you have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy who wants some joy this morning that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, that I will give thanks forever. Isaiah 61 verse 3, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I don't know about you, but, but you're going to make a choice today. I'm, 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 I'm saying, hey, throw off. God is saying, throw off the, the heaviness the spirit of heaviness and start to put on a garment of praise. And finally, Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Hey, we've got something that God offers us so that you can take stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, 
Stand firm then, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which, with which you can extinguish the flame, all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Seems like a, a lot, right? Lots of things to take off. Lots of things to, take, to put on. But, but as we understand that, that there, is a, there is a process, a season that God is wanting us to step into, you know, like I said before, it, it, it becomes difficult when we think we're just trying to be someone else. Seems like a lot of rules. Don't think like that. Don't do this. Don't be drawn back into an old life. And we try and do our best to sort of like, if I'm good enough, if I follow the rules, then maybe I can one day be that person. But God is saying, you've got to change your mindset because you're not trying to be that person. Someone out there one day, just be like them. God is saying, you're actually trying to be like you. You're trying to learn what it means to be who you are in Christ, a new identity. And when you get that revelation, it's less about your efforts, your striving, your straining, if I'm good enough, and actually saying, God, I want to learn. I want to submit. I want to surrender. Teach me, Holy Spirit, what it means to take off the old self and put on the new. I know it doesn't change the place that I'm in because I'm in the right place, but it, but it changed how I act. It changes what the outworking of my life, and it changes what my future is going to look, look, look like because I know that God is preparing us for something new. So if we're going to embrace what God's process of change, of metamorphosis, then there's a few things that we need to do. And there's a few things that we need to know. First point this morning, is this all right, by the way? We're all on the same page. I know this is a little heavy, but, but stay with me. The first point I want to make, the thing that we need to know is it's a daily decision. It's a daily decision. It's a daily choice that you make. See, most of us, like I said, we would choose what we would wear. Today we've chosen, we would get up, we would get ourselves ready, hopefully we'd have a shower, put on some deodorant, do our hair, and we would choose, this is what I want to wear, and we would think, does what I wear match the occasion? So we would make a choice about what we wear each and every day. The same thing, we make a choice as we walk out our Christian walk. We make a choice, firstly, about what are we going to take off? What are we going to leave behind? And I wonder what God is saying to you today. What are you going to take off, church? What are you going to take off in your personal life that, that I'm speaking to you about? It's a daily choice that you get to make. Are you taking off the jacket of negativity? Are you taking off the, the shoes of fear and intimidation? Are you taking off the, those past, the shame and the guilt that surround you? Are, you? are you choosing to take off those things that hold you back? Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's addictions. Maybe it's but these insecurities, the things that would be an old self, an old way of thinking, an old life. Make a choice today. This doesn't belong to me. This is not who I am. I'm going to take it off. But likewise, it's a daily decision to put on, to put on what God has got for us. What are you choosing to put on today, church? Are you putting, putting on the, 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 the robe of faith? 
Are you putting on truth, the breastplate of righteousness? Are you putting on peace and joy today? Because God offers that to you. Are, are you taking on the, the garment of praise and thankfulness? Are you putting on kindness and forgiveness? These are spiritual clothes that God offers us. I mean, it's your choice. God offers it. He says, hey, hey, I'm open for business, but you choose what you put on. God doesn't force it on you. He offers it to you. So each and every day, make a decision to take off the old self and put on the new. The second thing that we need to know is that it's a daily process. It's a daily decision, but it's also a daily process. See, the caterpillar doesn't become the butterfly overnight. The caterpillar understands that there is a process. Maybe it doesn't even think about it, but it's a natural process of nature that the caterpillar goes from being the caterpillar, which I heard it described, which is literally just a stomach on legs. It's just eating everything. It's preparing for something. And it goes into the next stage, the next season, which it becomes a cocoon. And it literally sheds the, the old self, the outer layer, and it becomes this season of, of being in hibernation, in, a, in a, a cocoon, getting ready for the new season. Until one day we see that the beautiful butterfly breaks through and emerges out of the cocoon. Like I said, you might not feel like you're the beautiful butterfly. You might not feel like all of your prayers have been answered. You might even feel like I'm just the ugly caterpillar. I'm always facing the same issues. But God is saying, understand, it's a daily process. Each and every day, every day you decide to lean in to what God is doing. Every day you, you, you choose to be obedient to the things of God. Every day that you choose to surrender and submit to the ways of God, then you are making a choice that follows a process that says, God, I want to be in partnership with you. You're doing a work in me. Don't get disappointed. Don't get discouraged just because you haven't arrived at that place yet. Understand God is wanting to do something in you. See, at 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, but we all are being, everyone say being, being transformed from glory to glory. That's not we are all transformed. We haven't all arrived. None of us have. We are all being transformed. We are all being changed. It's a, it's a verb. It's a doing word. We're all on the journey. So we need to understand that we need to, to, to lock into God's process and say, God, I know I'm not where I want to be. I know I'm not even where you want me to be, but I know that you're doing a good work in my life and I continue to surrender and submit to your ways. Don't get discouraged. But understand that everything that God wants to do is about preparing you for a new season, the caterpillar, the cocoon, and the butterfly. This is what the Bible says, Isaiah 43, verse 18, stop dwelling on the past. Stop hanging out with the old clothes. Stop diving back into the bags of the old things, the old self, the old former life. Don't even remember these former things. I am doing something brand new. Everyone say brand new. Something unheard of. Even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. 
Wild beasts, jackals, and owls will glorify me, for I supply streams of water in the desert and rivers in the wilderness to satisfy the thirst of my people, my chosen ones. Get this, here we go. So that you, who I have shaped and formed, there are those words again, metamorphosis, shaped, formed for myself, will proclaim my praise. See, it's a process that ultimately will produce something new in you if you allow God to do it. Let me ask you the question, church, what is God setting up? You just feel frustrated, but maybe it's God setting you up for something new. You feel like it just isn't happening, but maybe God is setting something up that is going to take you into a new season. Some of the struggles, you're bringing them back to God, you're praying. Maybe it's God saying, hey, are you ready? I'm I'm about to do something new in your life. See, the thing I, I thought about it, see, when you dress yourself up, you know, you normally have an occasion in mind. And when there's a special occasion, something that's that sort of like next level, sort of like this is, this is going to be amazing. Like, I mean, we're thinking about something like you, when you get ready to go to a wedding, most of us would dress ourselves up, right? We would prepare ourselves knowing what we're about to step into knowing what we're going to be a part of. And so for, for me, I would get on like a, a suit and a shirt. I would make sure it's clean. I would put on like a tie. I would, I would, I would have a, like a fresh shave and I'm ready for the occasion. And the truth is, what I realized is that what I'm wearing doesn't seem to match when I'm just hanging out in my lounge room. It doesn't seem to sort of like be compatible when I get into my car. Sometimes it's even a little uncomfortable. Like I'm like, I'd just, I'd just rather be in like, you know, tracksuit pants and a T-shirt, driving along, just put on my jeans and, and my uh, Christmas jumper, you know, and it's like, but the truth is we know that it's incompatible and it doesn't match where we're at right now because we understand that we're getting ready for something which is a special occasion. And I wonder whether God is the same. He's starting to ask you to take on new clothes. Even the point of this message is for people that God is stirring about a new season. And he's going to ask you to make choices. He's going to ask you to take on some things. He's going to ask you to to take off some things in preparation for a new season because he wants to do something new in you. And it might not be compatible. It might not feel like it matches. And even some people are going to start to say, hey, 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 you're you're acting different. You you sound different. You look different. You, You there's something different about you. You know, the truth is that when, when we're driving along, people drive past us, they look at us, they would think, well, what would they think? That person must be going somewhere. That person must be going somewhere special. You know, th- those sort of moments between the, the wedding ceremony and the reception, you sort of have a couple of hours where, where most people would, would sort of go, let's go to a cafe. Let's go have a coffee, right? That's what we do in Melbourne. And the truth is that when I'm in my suit and tie, it seems to be a little bit overdressed for the occasion, right? People in the cafe, they're rocking up, they're having their, you know, their smashed avo, and they're just rocking up and just sort of doing like a, a lazy Saturday. And I'm there all dressed up. And obviously, they would think, gee, that guy knows how to dress for brunch. 
No, they wouldn't think that. They'd think he must be going somewhere. He must be going somewhere. And I wonder whether God is saying that he wants to take you somewhere. And I wonder if the worship team can come. He's preparing you for a new season, but he's saying it's time to change your clothes. It's time to get rid of what used to be okay to wear two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, and it's time to embrace something new. Maybe it's an old mindset. Maybe it's even an old tradition or religious practice that you've done. This is how I do church. This is how I do my walk with God. Maybe you're saying, hey, that was okay for, for back then, but, but today is a new day. I'm wanting to take you into a new season. I'm wanting you to take off the old clothes and start to put on new clothes. It might not feel like it's you. It might not feel like it matches. It might not feel like it's compatible right now, but you understand when you arrive that you are being prepared for a new season. Can I get an amen this morning? Anyone sense that God is taking them into a new place and it's time to shake off the old, just like the caterpillar throws off the old literally bursts out of the old self and embraces a new season. So God is calling people into a new season, but it's going to require a change of clothes. My third and final point this morning, because I believe that God wants to do business with people. My third point is a new season requires a fresh touch. A new season requires a fresh touch. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Many of us would have heard that verse spoken before. God's mercies are new every morning. And I love this thought. Each and every day, God has something new for you and I, something special for you and I, a fresh touch, something new, something special, a fresh move. You know, the touch that you received, that I received 10 years ago is not going to be enough to carry me forward into a new season. You know, I filled up my car two weeks ago, two months ago. A year ago, well, funny enough, it might not be the, the, the fuel that's going to get me to my destination, a new destination for today. You know, I bought some, some bread and it was beautiful and it was fresh and it was good for that day. But two weeks later, it's become stale. It's become moldy because God is saying there is a fresh manna from heaven for you. There is a, a fuel that He has for you and I for today. Don't live off a touch from three years ago. That's why I love the idea of us gathering as young adults to do this spring retreat because what we're saying, God, is I want to be in the fresh stream of God. I want to position myself to get a touch from you. I need it. I want it. I, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to gather in a place. I'm going to sacrifice and I'm going to position myself. That's why we come to church. But that's also why Jesus said to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. <coughs> See, there's a fresh manner. There's a daily bread. 
There's a new mercy. And God is wanting to, to download it, to, to give it to you today. You know, I wonder why God said to the children of Israel not to store up the manna. See, He would provide this manna as they were traveling in the wilderness, in the desert, going to their promised land. But, but God would provide everything they needed through the form of manna. But He said this one thing. He said, the only condition is you can't store it up. It's not going to be good for tomorrow. It's only good for today. And I thought about that. I thought, why did God say that? It would make sense. It would be less work for God. If He said, I'll just give you heaps and just store it, it'll last for like a whole year. Maybe it was the products. Maybe it was the ingredients. But I thought about it. That, no, no, I think it was something different. Because what God was saying to the children of Israel is what He's saying to you and I today is there is something special for today that you need to receive from me. Every day offers a new challenge. Every day you take a new step. But every day there's a new opportunity for God to, to show His new mercies. His daily bread is fresh manna. If we would inquire of Him for His fresh touch. I don't know if there's anyone who agrees with me this morning, but He's calling us as a church and He's calling us as individuals to step into a new place. But we can't carry the old clothes. We can't carry the touch and, and the bread and the manna from, from three months ago, from three years ago. There is a fresh touch for a new day. You know, there's this little craze that sort of hit Australia a couple of years ago. It's, uh, it's something that, I don't know if anyone remembers it, but it's called Little Shop, Cole's Little Shop. You know those little tiny little miniature things that everyone got like crazy about, like, and then they did the next lot not that long ago, and everyone got crazy again, and people were buying the full folders, and it's like we got to get back to Coles, and we got to do our shopping there, because then we're going to get like a miniature like Vegemite or toothpaste, and uh, you know, I know a couple of people that tried to open them and use it, you can't use them, they're actually just like little collectibles, and then there's a new thing, and Woolies are bringing out like the seedlings, and already our house is beginning to be lined on the windows of these little seedlings, as we, we're going to like, we're going to just like grow the herbs which is much better. You know, we live up in Belgrave, so that's a better use of collectibles. But, you know, the idea really, it, it, it's, it's, it's a smart idea because what they're saying is don't shop at all the competitors. Come back to us. That's what they're basically doing it for. They don't really care about these collectibles. They don't care about gifting you with any. They're saying, come and do your shopping here. Here's the place to shop. You're going to get your little shop stuff and you can put it in your folder and then like maybe you're going to sell it and make a lot of money or otherwise it's just one of those things that is going to be thrown into the cupboard like everything else that tends to be a collectible. But this is not a new idea. This is something that has been around for a long time. But, you know, back growing up, we used to have these ideas, these things, but it was a little different. And in the paper, you would get a little token, a little voucher. Back in Adelaide, it was the advertiser or maybe the local messenger. And, uh, and they would say, you can collect your... 10 coins over the next 10 days or you can collect your you know these things that you can collect or build or whatever and they were like really exciting stuff like coins you know like coins anyway um and uh, and we would go and we would buy the newspaper and and like but the thing about it is they were smart they said you can only ever you can buy 10 papers all in one day but you can only ever get that one thing for that one day 
then the next day you can come back and cash in on the next thing for that next day. And then the next day you can come back and you can grab that voucher and you can redeem it for the next day and you have to come back every day if you want to get the full collection. And I wonder whether it's the same with God where He says there's a reason why it's a daily bread. There's a reason why I ask you to come back and inquire of me because He wants us to know that we need Him. We can't do life by ourselves. There's a new opportunity. There's a new season. But God is saying, hey, have you cashed in my new mercy for today? Have you cashed in the daily bread that you need for today? He's got everything that we need, church. But we have to come to Him. Don't just cash in once a week. Don't just cash in once or twice a month. Cash in every day because He has something special for you and I. There's a new season. That new season requires a fresh touch. I wonder if we can stand up this morning. And I really believe that as I was preparing this message, God had been speaking to me a while ago as we'd been praying. You know, we've, we've actually found like some crazy amounts of ob- obstacles and tragedies and difficult things. You know, Ramon was speaking about that earlier as we're praying for different needs people are facing. And I think it's hard to sort of understand all of that. I'm not going to try and explain it all because some of it, it's just, we can't understand. But I do believe that the enemy wants to come and attack us. The enemy wants to come and distract us because he knows that we are about to step into something amazing. We're about to step into something new. We're about to step into a new season. And I don't know about you, but I start to get angry. I start to get like fired up. I'm like, enemy, you're not going to rip off the families of this church. You're not going to rip me off. You're not going to rip up off my family. You're not going to rip, rip off our church. I am going to dig in even deeper. I'm going to be going, okay, God, there's a new challenge. There's a new obstacle, but I know that you have a new mercy today. I know you have something new for us. You know, there's people that are facing difficult things right now. There is a new answer for them. There's a new miracle for them. I don't understand all of the things, how it plays out. But I'm going to stand and say, God, I'm ready for a new season. I'm going to take off the old self. I'm going to embrace the new. I'm going to grab everything that you have for me, God. I'm not going to let the enemy rip us off. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.